Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, you know, it's that time of year when you turn on the TV and there's a sea of notes in the studio here on Nuanas Now. Welcome in. I'm Coulter Nuanas. And here we are. Happy New Year, everybody. It seemed like we hit the ground running right away because we didn't have a Monday show. So we did Monday's show on Tuesday. We had a lot and not a lot to get to. A ton of NFL to get to because there was all sorts of NFL action and college football bowl game action throughout our time away. But there was no... College football in terms of Big Sky Conference college football because the game we covered right before break was the last game that Montana has played, and now we got the FCS championship on the horizon. So we gave you a whole bunch of FCS talk yesterday, a whole bunch of NFL talk yesterday, but football has sort of stolen the spotlight from basketball. So we are here after the first of the year. Big Sky Conference play is upon us. We actually had the opening weekend of conference play. We gave you some results yesterday, but we didn't really dive into it. So today, happy to have the debut of season four. Crazy, it's been four seasons of this, of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. But this is going to be dual purpose today. We're just going to go Around the Big Sky and Hoops, period. Women's, men's, everything in between as we get caught up after I took a couple weeks off. Chris Redpath, of course, our co-host for the fourth season of this awesome show. We're going to do this uh, it's going to be sort of a moving target because, as I told you yesterday, I don't tell you much about the personal life, but uh, I got a baby coming, and uh, we don't know when. We're getting down to it. The due date's not for a couple weeks, but anybody that has had kids know that once you get to that full term, 37 weeks, it could go anytime. So we're on the clock. It might happen anytime, but have no fear. We'll do this segment once a week, the two of us, and uh, then when I'm out, Krista will be in studio. Our conversation will be on the radio 
Andrew Houghton, and Jeff Safford will both be also contributing to the conversation. So, and I'll only be gone for a couple weeks. Then I'll be back at it. So, we'll have plenty of Big Sky uh, talk coming up. So, that's what we'll do here in the first hour of today's show. Then, second hour, this is very fun. And uh, something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I've been waiting for the right time for it. Ryan Leaf is certainly one of the most famous sports characters of the last quarter century from Montana. He has had uh, a very broad and uh, in some ways controversial um, sports life. He certainly um, went from a favorite son of Montana to a non-favorite son of Montana during his playing career. Then he had this massive fall from grace that was um, shocking and sad. But he has picked up all the pieces. He has His journey has been well chronicled. That's not why Ryan Leaf's joining us today, although we will probably touch on it, because I do think this new avenue that he's found in sports has probably significantly contributed to his revival as a man as well as his uh, sobriety as a person. So, uh, but Ryan Leaf is on the national call for the FCS National Championship game. For those that are unfamiliar, that don't know who Ryan Leaf is, well, I don't know how that's possible. But but Ryan Leaf's from Great Falls, Montana. He's a Great Falls CMR grad, one of the great high school football players to ever come out of Montana. He was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. He is forever linked with Peyton Manning because they were the one and two prospects in the draft when he was coming out of college. He went number two. He did not have a good NFL career, uh, and then he sort of spiraled after that. But again, he is he's back on his feet. He's doing great. He's calling national games. He was on the Dan Patrick Show this morning, so why not have him on Nuanas now this afternoon? Our ESPN Roundtable guest will be uh, Ryan Leaf, the uh, head coach, or excuse me, the head coach, the uh, the guy that will be on the color commentary for the uh, FCS National Championship game. So uh, very much looking forward to that. And then we'll also have Levi Janicaro on the show as well. Jeff, I realized as I uh, intro the show, I haven't sent you that one yet, but I'll send it to you here in short order so we can get that one all ready for you uh, as well. So there you go. It's a show outlook here on Nuanas. Now you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888 one Wednesday staple that will continue today, Wing It Wednesday, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We'll give you some wings, but we won't have our Grizz Hockey interview till tomorrow. Mike Anderson will join us tomorrow to talk Grizz Hockey because we're just still trying to play catch-up from the break. But uh, the way to win wings, 406-888-1029. Call it or text it, and you can also do that if you want to be a part of the show today. Hi, Krista. Thanks so well, much for hello, being here. hello, Coulter. Thanks for being here. How oh, you doing? I'm so excited to be here. It's been a while. Lots of Great Falls flavor on the show today. We have you for the first hour and then Ryan Leaf to lead the second hour. So. A lot of famous people from Great Falls. <laughs> they're actually, they're, see, that's one thing I love about Montana, though. There are these communities that have produced so many people that have risen to such great heights. Great Falls, Helena, and Butte are three. I mean, Missoula and Billings, and they have a fair amount, but Great Falls, Helena, and Butte, that little central part of the state. It's, it's amazing how many people have come out of there that have risen to great heights. I know. Speaking of Grizz football, Dave Dickinson. Right. We need to talk about him. He's probably the most famous out of Great Falls. No, no doubt about it. Did you know Ryan Leaf's probably a similar age as you, right? He is. He's a CMR grad. Yeah, because so, you were yeah, Great Falls I was on high. the other side, yeah. but yep. Interesting. Okay, well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see and hear uh, Ryan's perspective on and how he's gotten into broadcasting. And also, just get his take on... Uh, the FCS Championship game. At the end of the day, despite all of, all of his personal stuff, he's an NFL quarterback who's now diving into the media world, so he has great acumen when it comes to breaking this stuff down, so we'll be happy to have uh, Ryan on the show. What's been going on with you? How's it? How's well, things? Well, things are good. I've got a, a kiddo that's playing hoops for 
Coach Hayes yeah, at Hellgate so, High School. So, He's actually playing JV, getting a little varsity okay, time. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's been great to watch him, you know, just get into the basketball scene. And my son Oliver is busy quiz bowling it. Um, <laughs> nice. He has a regional tournament over in Spokane in January. And then I'm taking him to the Olympiad of Geography Amazing. in Vienna, Austria this next summer. So he continues to work on his quiz bowling and just really hoping for snow. He's a skier. Yes, so right. right. Now, we are all of us him. skiers are hoping for snow uh, big time right now for sure. I got to tell you, if I was a kid, or when I was a kid, if there was quiz bowl, I would have been all about this. You would have been. I, 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 know. Just, I just think that it's the greatest. And he got to go to Rome. He went to Rome I this mean, last summer, so competed. Cool. And yes, it's definitely, um, it's so neat to watch these kids. Right. Just, um, it's um, incredible to see the amount of information that they know in so many short years of life. It's awesome. And uh, what, a, what a cool endeavor. So uh, good for you. Great job on the mom front. Uh, as far as the sports front, you're a big-time San Francisco 49ers fan. And Ooh. goodness gracious, if they had a crazy year, it, it was like the Niners are the best team in the league. Oh, my gosh, the Niners Fall are falling, they're falling apart. Oh, now everybody's healthy. They're back. They're going to roll. Oh, then they then they get absolutely destroyed on the uh, over the holiday by the Ravens. And ruin people's Christmases. I mean, for sure. It definitely. I mean, Mike Nugent, one of our great supporters, he's a big-time Niners fan. And uh, he and his son... <laughs> On the Grizz Fan Pod, Mike asked, James, how was your Christmas? His son's 10, and he always gives about five minutes on the Grizz Fan Pod. It's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. And James was like, well, it was kind of good. And Mike's like, what do you mean? I thought we got you everything you possibly wanted. And James like, well, yeah, but Dad, the Niners lost. And Mike's like, yeah, 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 you're right. But they bounced back. They got a good win on on uh, Sunday. They so. did, and it was also, I think we set the trend for having Philadelphia lose. So then right. you have a big one with Arizona somehow pulling off the upset over Philadelphia. And I have to say, I'm not a Philadelphia fan. After what happened last year, we almost made it to the Super Bowl. Brock had taken us seven, you know, wins into that and then just hit a brick wall in Philly, and I'm not a huge fan of their fans. <laughs> their fans are something for sure. I will say in my uh, continued desired divorce from the Minnesota Vikings, I'm... Well, we I, lost to them this year in week I, seven, so... I got, I got multiple suitors... And the Eagles and the Niners are at the top of the list. I like both. I like both of them. I think that they're both sweet. Both both Kyle Shanahan and Nick Sirianni are my type of coaches. They both play my style of football. Run the ball. You know, hard nosed. I gotta say though, if I had to make a pick, I, I I still can't convince myself quite to divorce the Vikings though. I they they need a win on Sunday and they could get in the playoffs and then I'm just gonna be hanging on for another year. But if I was to pick, I think I'd probably go 49ers. There's just how can you not love the 49ers? We have so many weapons as long as we stay healthy. So that's gonna be and right now, you know, Brock's not gonna play this week. Purdy, who you you know, yeah. everyone seems to have up and down opinions of. I love Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's legit. You know, last week I was sitting at Red's Bar with my Lady Grizz group. And, Man, I wish I would have um, been there for that. Sherry McWilliams, um, Sherry Brooks McWilliams, former Lady Grizz. Yeah. Her husband is a lifelong 49ers fan. And he reminded me, he said, Krista, Brock has only played in 23 games. Right. So let's just remember that watch some of these storied quarterbacks. They've had blow-up moments before where they've thrown interceptions. Tom Brady at game 23 wasn't doing Tom Brady things. That's right. So we need to remember that and keep it in perspective. Well, I, I always think it's so funny when people say, well, he's a system QB or he's only good because the players around him. It's like, well, Joe Montana was pretty good because he had Jerry Rice. Like, there's, right. a, there's a lot that goes into it. You have to have great teammates. I mean, Phil Jackson's a great coach because he got to coach Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Like, it's it, it, there's there's some cohesiveness there that, that goes into it. I thought one of the great scenes of the entire NFL season, though, was the Thanksgiving weekend when the Niners won and 
they did like a group interview, and it was Brock Purdy, and then Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, uh, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and George Kittle all standing around eating turkey. And legs. all I could, I just was cracking up. I was like, "These are the five toughest guys in the NFL." And then this seventh grader that gets to roll around with these guys, like Brock Purdy's, <laughs> like the guy that talks all the smack, but then lets his friends do the yes. fights for him. It's a, it was a classic scene. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the the uh, Niners play down the stretch here because they are. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow. Brooks Nuana is coming on for all football all the time, and. Uh, as of today, Adam Schefter has tweeted out there's at least 15 teams that are going to go with backup quarterbacks in Week 18 to preserve the health of their starting quarterbacks, including the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, if you clinch the NFC, I mean, why would you That's even right. risk that at this point? I so. think it's so funny that the Ravens-Steelers rivalry, there's so much hatred there that the Ravens have clinched the number one seed and they have not announced they're going to bench Lamar Jackson. You know, what I love about the NFL is there is hatred, Coulter. Oh, I mean, the NBA, time. they're hugging it out after the game. I'm like, when is the last time? What? I don't want to see the players hugging it out after the game. And so football, they give each other a little tap, but it's just there's a little bit more of a rivalry there. Uh, no doubt about it. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with us. We're going to talk women's and men's hoops today. It's presented this week by Metal. Metal is a full-service marketing agency and photography studio headquartered here in Missoula. Outside the visual branding work Metal does for clients, Metal Photography is also available for senior sessions like senior profiles, senior portraits, stuff like that, elopements, weddings, headshots, and sports sessions. Senior sessions fill up fast, so reach out to get uh, that on the books for those 2025 seniors. Go to Instagram to see their great work. I actually just followed them on Instagram last week when Krista sent these reads over, and uh, great display of, of Brooke and her team's photography at Metal Photography uh, on Instagram. So go check them out. And uh, located here in Missoula, you can also just Google Metal Photography, M-E-T-T-L-E. One last thing before we get into the Big Sky stuff. You're a Grizz alum. You're a former Lady Grizz. More than all that, though, and I always remind people, I have no rooting interest in this. I have no fandom left in my life besides my pathetic Minnesota Vikings. But as a native Montanan and somebody that grew up in Missoula, it is so cool to see the community and the way it's just a buzz for the Grizz football team. I thought the send-off today was great. Yeah, people lining the streets and everybody sending them off to Frisco. It's been pretty cool. What have you thought of the Grizz football you know, team? It's been emotional. It's been an emotional run. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that because I played during the years um, for the Lady Grizz in um, 1995 to 2000. So I was there as a freshman right. when we won the national championship. Right. 1995. These were all my friends. These totally. were um, you know just regular like friends of mine. And so you look at that and I went to school during a time when football was just incredible for U of M. Right. And I mean, I, shoot, they went to what three or four national championship yeah, games during won, your career one twice. Yes. And one in 2001. And so you think, look at like the Dave Dickinson's, the Joe Douglas's, um, Matt Wells, um, David Kemford, yeah. uh, Blaine McElmary, whose sister Katie played with me for the Lady Grizz. And then you look at 2001 and it's like, wow, Atu Molden, you know, Johansi Humphrey, Johnny Montana. These are all like friends of mine. And so when I'd walk out of Washington Grizzly, when we win these playoff games in front of 26,000, I don't even know what we had for fans. 26,5 for the NDSU game. It's just you took a breath because it is so hard to get there. It and is. I don't think people realize that. I mean, our fans are great. Um, I definitely think the undertone in Missoula is everyone's back to being normal now that Grizz football's on top. It, it is like, so it is true. so intertwined it with is, our community. It is unbelievable. It's, oh. it's because people love it. I said this on Sam Herter's podcast today. This is only an 80,000-person town. And on a Grizz game day, what, fifty or 60,000 people in the town are engaged in what's going on? They're either watching it, they're at the game, they're at the bars, 
or they're avoiding it because they know the crowds are going to be big. But either way, it's influencing everybody's lives. It's the thing that we all talk about when we're out and about in public. Oh, for sure. And when you're talking about losing to the Cats and losing oh, in the playoffs, boy. everybody's tone is negative. When it's like, oh, they're on a 10-game winning streak. They're going to the National Championship. It's crazy. It has literally elevated the collective mood of the entire town. I'm at the gym now, and I'm not getting bombarded. I can run <laughs> I on the treadmill without having someone come right. up to me and talk about right. Chris football and where we need to be. It's so funny. It's so true. Chris Redpath in studio with us. It's around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. But we're going to do all sorts of hoops here today, presented by Metal. Uh, we're going to do five big storylines from the Big Sky Conference in women's basketball. Then we'll do five storylines from the men's basketball league as well. We'll get more in-depth as this segment progresses each week. We don't really know much about these teams. Like, we, we've seen some teams, and I actually will say, some of, on the women's side particularly, this is why I think the women's game uh, in the NCAA level is in a much better spot than the men's game. The transfer portal and all that sort of stuff has definitely influenced all of college basketball. But in the women's league, you have a whole bunch of familiar faces, way more than in the men's league, right? I mean, in the men's side, it's Montana and Weber that have anybody back that you recognize. I mean, the whole entire all-league players, they all left. Right. On the women's side, yeah, it's some departures, gals like Beyonce B and Darian White. But those gals, they, would have, they already completed their careers in the big sky. They're just taking that extra... Uh, grad year. Uh, so it, it's not like this whole, oh, the sky's falling, the world's falling apart. But the other thing I think that the women's league is in such better shape in is the non-conference scheduling. You, know, you go through the games you can get. I mean, the Lady Grizz here in Missoula, for example, they got Gonzaga, Loyola Marymount, Colorado, Colorado State. State. I mean, they've had some big-time opponents. State. Washington State. Come to Missoula. Like, Wazoo's never going to come to Missoula to play the Grizz men. And that's unfortunate, right? Gonzaga played at Eastern Washington as well. So you yeah, can get I, the... I agree. And I look at like Eastern Washington, which we're going to take right off the top, Coulter. They brought the best record non-conference yeah. into the regular season at 8-3. and three, But they had um, three wins against Mountain West teams, Utah State, Boise right. State, Wyoming. They also had a nice win against Tarleton, which is a whack team. Yeah. They lost to Gonzaga by two. They ended up losing to Cal by eight. But they were there. They were number five in mid-major poll, number 45 overall in NET ranking coming into conference. So that just shows you the difference between the men's and the women's. No doubt. Just showing you something like that and, and how Eastern uh, maneuvered that schedule. No, no doubt. I mean, Montana State also, we'll get to them in a minute, but they also won three games against Mountain West opponents mm -hmm. during this non-conference. So you can get a lot more of those crossovers. So that's our, these are not in any sort of order. These aren't ranked. This is this five storylines. So one of our storylines is Eastern Washington coming into the year as one of the favorites in, in uh, Big Sky Women's Hoops. They return a bunch. I also thought they had among the best positive momentum towards the end of the year last year, they really surged down the stretch. They won a couple of games in the tournament. They got to the semifinals, and that was great progress in Jody Gleason's second season. Well, and she's in her third now. Yes. So she, we have all these coaches that are kind of in this third-year stretch, which we'll get to later in the show, and her husband, Skip, is her associate head coach. I think they're all juniors now. So there's this group, other than Aliyah Alexander, who's a sophomore, there's this group that really did grow up, and she's got a group. And so I think we're going to dive into that more as we progress in the show, but she definitely has um, the league favorite. No doubt. And you know, returning that core group that has sort of been with her since the beginning, and then also getting Jamie Loretta to get a, an oh. extra year. I mean, we thought kind of at, during the Big Sky Tournament in Boise that she was going to be done, and she's not, and she's definitely one of the best two-way oh, players in the is. league. she is. Loetta is one of my favorite players. In fact, she honestly, I mean, Esmeralda Morales getting the preseason MVP nod, she was right there. I think Loetta had to have been close in votes. The uh, Another storyline is that the defending champions in the Big Sky Conference of Women's Hoops, almost always you're talking about defending your title. Well, 
I think that's a little bit of a false narrative when it comes to Sac State because it's a whole rebuild there at Sac State. I'm not saying that they're going to be downtrodden or bad. I actually think they have a chance to be pretty good. But Mark Campbell, the head coach, he's out after just two years, goes to TCU. Kalasia Dean, who was the MVP of the league a year ago, she uh, graduates. And Isnell Natabu, who was one of the best players in the league the last two years, she also hits the transfer portal. So uh, there's not a lot of familiarity. It's a whole brand new uh, It's almost like the rent-a-player mode, which we talked about. And obviously, you can't fault Mark Campbell to make that jump to TCU. You know, they're 13-0. I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, it's a power five job. I mean, he, yeah. he probably increased his salary times 10 yeah. to take that job. So, you know, you look at Sac State. I know two people on the roster, Salape Emerson and Benta Verstig. Those are the two that I know right. on the roster. Everything else is new. Um, but Aaron Koloff, in his first year, I mean, he had um, some success as an assistant coach at BYU, Penn State, LSU, and ironically, TCU. Um, and so I think that he's going to rebuild and find where he needs to be and what type of player he wants to bring into his program two years ago our main storyline was five new head coaches last year one of our main storylines was which one of those new head coaches can take get their programs to take the next step and chelsea Gregg did that at portland state uh, uh, uh jody gleason did that at eastern washington certainly and mark campbell absolutely did that winning the championship uh, brian holsinger still remains to be seen but we're gonna get to lady grizz here in just a minute well, now this year, there's another three new head coaches in the league. So you look at sort of the old guard. You got Trisha Benford, who's almost in decade number two there at Montana State. Seton Sobolewski, same thing at Idaho State. Lori Payne's getting close to a decade at NAU. But other than that, it is fresh-faced coaches across the league pretty much. It really is. Three new coaches. You know, we talked about Aaron Koloff, but Carrie Amy at Idaho, which is going to be a different look, too. I mean, she's brought in some players. We're going to dive into their transfers that they've brought in. They swept the first conference weekend. Also, Gentile Jack. Jackson at Weber State, that's going to be a struggle this year. I mean, I look at Darren Hickok is about the only one that they have right now on the roster. They're looking to find their way, um, but they've they've struggled to be able to put together a cohesive team. It's fascinating just who you have to replace and how that influences things, right? I mean, it's a tall task to replace John Newley. I know that there was sort of a a parting of ways there at Idaho, and, and maybe it didn't end as well as it could or should have, but... John Newley's been to multiple NCAA tournaments, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. I'm going to miss him so much. Me I already too. miss him because I, John is a staple in the big sky. No doubt. And I couldn't ask for a better supporter. Like, he is like, Krista, I will help you. What do you need? I mean, he was always the person that really went above and beyond for both you and me, Colton. Oh, no doubt. I uh, love Coach Newley. Uh, he's an edgy guy, but I, he's a straight shooter. And, uh, yeah. you know, he, he's uh, he's a great basketball coach, so we will miss him. But I do think it's, a, it's an interesting, fresh start there in Idaho. At Sac State, I actually think it's fascinating because while you are replacing the guy who led Sac State to their first NCAA tournament ever, you have the exact formula, right? Like, all you really need to do is just do what Mark Campbell did, at least in the early iteration here. You go find yourself a Kalasia Dean. That's I mean, right. she wasn't going to be anything in terms of a player if she would have stayed at Oakland. Right. Um, she would have been a role player. A, a role player, exactly. Yeah. But she wasn't even a point guard, Coulter. Right. I mean, he tra- right. Mark Campbell said, I will let you play the one, and you're going to shoot every time you get the ball, <laughs> right. or you're going to take it to the hole. And what does she end up being? Big Sky Conference MVP. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. We'll get some men's hoops in here uh, in just a minute as well. Another storyline that I thought was fascinating, and I wondered how this was going to go. In the preseason uh, all-league voting, I thought the team looked about like I would have voted it. But there was a whole bunch of different opinions on who should be the MVP. Esmeralda Morales from Portland State is the one that ended up getting named preseason MVP. Now, it's not nearly the prestigious uh, award as what the postseason MVP will be, but I did think there was a little bit of carryover. 
from the awesome Big Sky Tournament that she had. I mean, she straight up slipped Montana State's throat in the Big Sky Tournament. She had an outstanding game that uh, outs the Bobcats. Okay, so six threes. Okay, do you remember how crazy that was? Jada Lewis had like, five. Aaliyah Fitzgerald had three. Yeah. It was like they could not miss. Oh, it was it was an unbelievable thing to watch because you had one team that was just playing absolutely loose and shooting out of their minds, and then you had this other team in Montana State who had so much built into the program and, and these girls that won so many championships and that it was just falling apart before their eyes. And it wasn't really their fault. You just had a couple of girls that were just absolutely shooting the lights out. So it was a, that's what makes the Big Sky Tournament in Boise so great, though, is the agony and the ecstasy, right? You got two different uh, emotional dichotomies. And I will say that that dichotomy is exactly what it's like for preseason and postseason awards. Because yes. I didn't, we didn't have preseason back when I played, but you definitely have a target on your back. No doubt. Um, and I, you know, I struggle with that MVP because I feel like every time we name a preseason MVP, they struggle at times during the season and we ask more from them just because of this preseason nod. So it'll just be interesting to see if they can lead their teams in this race. Another storyline that's fascinating. This is sort of a new frontier for us as well. Last year, you had a three-way champion between uh, Montana State, Northern Arizona, and Sac State in terms of the regular season. One of those had several players leave to go to the other one. Grace Beasley and Leah Beattie at Montana State now play for Northern Arizona. That's a totally new frontier for me. Play, it's having girls that transfer in the conference. Well, and that is. And you look at NAU, we haven't talked too much about Lori Pena, but she had a lot to replace with losing Regan Skank. I mean, that that's big. And I would also flip it over and say that Grace Beasley didn't necessarily get the minutes because she's not going to play ahead of Darian White last year. And so I don't think a lot of people understand Grace Beasley came via Washington and she just came down and fell right into Lori Payne's lap. She's running the ball great. She's running a really good club and Leah Beattie is flourishing under Coach Payne's style. And I think someone's loss is another person's gain. And the familiarity with those two players in the big sky, um, I think it's they're finding a home under a different program. We're on the big sky women's hoops. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. We're, I'm going to touch on the Lady Grizz. We're not going to hash this out because we're going to talk a ton of Lady Grizz in a little bit. But the Lady Grizz return as many sort of reputable players as anybody in the league, led by Carmen G. Filler, who's a super senior, Gina Markson, who's been a multiple-time All-Big Sky performer, Danny Barsh, who was the breakout player of the year last year, Matt Coding, who was the freshman of the year last year in the Big Sky, and Libby Stump, who was one of the best bench scorers in the conference, but then they also added some of the most high-profile transfers led by Maggie Espen-Miller-McGraw and MJ Bruno, who've been outstanding so far for the Lady Grizz. So just the melding of the familiar and the new is a huge storyline for Montana. We'll get back to them in just a minute. Let's talk some men's stuff quickly, and then we'll take a break. I'll just roll rattle off through these real quick because um, the men's league is, is totally up for grabs, except for in one scenario – and it's very affirming to me the way I like to analyze basketball because I think continuity is one of, if not the most important factors to having a great basketball team. If you have the best player and you have continuity around them, you're going to be dang good. Well, Weber State somehow, some way in this crazy transfer portal era got Dylan Jones to not go to the NBA and got Dylan Jones to not transfer to a Power 5 school. It's amazing. Do it all, DJ. He's, that's exactly what it is. He's unreal to watch. He, he Against is. the Grizz on Thursday night, he started the game 2 of 14. Yet you look at the stat sheet and you're like, this guy's dominating. He had seven assists. He had 11 rebounds at that point. 
And then the next night, he has a good shooting night. He scores 29 points and goes 29-15-7 against the you Cats. Know, I thought it was really interesting that he, you know, looking at him, he was, what, the 37th best small forward in the country coming in. But he was recruited, Coulter, during the COVID. Yes. During the COVID years. And so he came in in 2021. And what he actually talks about in some of his interviews is that Weber State stuck with him. They continued to recruit him virtually, do all the things that you have to do in order to try in that crazy time in our life. And he also, you know, obviously looks at Weber State and thinks leadership and culture. And you have to think of Dame, right? But there's also, you think about Damian Barry, Jarek Harding, Scott Benford, there's other players that have played that have gone on professionally for Weber State. And so it's a pretty notable and has right. notoriety and I just thought it was really interesting to see him kind of give credit. It's a great case study because I truly believe this. I think there's this narrative out there that if you want to play in the NBA or the NFL, you need to try yourself at the highest level of college yeah. sports. There's some validity to that. I also think, though, if you just absolutely ball out and dominate a mid-major league and then go to the NCAA they'll tournament, you. they'll find you. They will find like you. Like Raekwon Battle... All he needed to do was score 26 points against Kansas State in the tournament, and look at him now. He's playing in the Big 12. Bad example because he's trying to test himself at the highest level. But what I'm saying is Dylan Jones got a top 50 evaluation at the NBA Combine last year, and he decided, hey, I'm going to come back, and if I'm going to stay at Weber because if I just go nuts and average a double-double, I'm probably going to be a first-round pick. And that's exactly – it's only two games into the league play, but that's what it looks like is going to happen. So I think that's uh, affirming for other guys. Hey, be where your feet are at. And guess what? If you're NBA, you're NBA. They're going to find you no matter where you're at. Another big storyline in the Big Sky Conference. And Montana State's been solid so far under Matt Logie, and I do think they have some room to grow. But that entire roster departed, and talk about big shoes to fill. Danny Sprinkle was the golden child of Montana State. I mean, he is, I think... Of Helena, of Bozeman, of Montana. For sure. I mean, he he was one of the most famous and popular and liked guys in the entire state of Montana. And now here he is, Utah State. He's got them knocking on the door of the top 25. So I think a lot of Bobcat uh, followers have been sort of... Uh, hearkening for the days of Coach Sprinkle. How to, where, where did our favorite son go? But Matt Logie's been solid so far. It's just big shoes to fill there and, in Bozeman. You know, they had a big win against Cal. I mean, they, they did, absolutely. to him, 63-60. I mean, they pulled that off. I like Brandon Walker. I think he's a great player. I mean, yeah. they've, got, they've got some different... Um, avenues to pursue this year, and, and they're going to have a lot of growing that they need to do. Here's, here's the thing is that I can already tell that Matt Logie is a great coach because... The stuff that they run and how hard that they play. They've gone through it up and down. They beat Cal and then they lost to Rocky, and that's just what's going to happen when you have nine guys on the ro- nine new guys on the roster. But they have great pieces that fit together. Brandon Walker's good. Brian Garaki has been very good uh, right out the gates. Robert Ford the third, I think, is a big time difference maker because he can just kind of do it all. He's kind of like the the multifaceted, multi tooled guy. So uh, I, I do think Montessi has potential to grow. Another interesting storyline is Eastern Washington. People forget. Eastern had the best start in league history last year. They won their first 16 games in league play. Then they lost two straight down the stretch, but they were still the one seed. Then they lose on a buzzer beater in Northern Arizona. They got to go to the NIT, but then they made noise in the NIT and they won a game. Well, then Steel Ventures, the Big Sky MVP, leaves them high and dry. He goes to Gonzaga. A whole bunch of the rest of those guys returned, though. And I think people are sort of sleeping on Eastern Washington. David Riley is an excellent young okay, coach. so promoted from within. We yeah. see that with Eric Duffy, too, for Weber State, right? Yeah. So you yep. see these coaches that are promoted from within. I mean, Eastern Washington, two trips to the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I don't know. I look at the fact that 
there is a winning culture there, and he could step in, and they could make they could make some noise this year. Well, and the thing is, there's not a huge transition because from Jim Hayford to mm-hmm. Shante Leggins to David mm-hmm. Riley, the system's the same. Right. They run the exact same yep, thing. They, they recruit to the same stuff. So that it helps you have continuity, even if you have roster overturn and uh, head coaching and overturn. they lose Steel Venters, but he blew his knee. I know he did. Bummer. Oh, that's such a bummer for It's him. such a bummer. Uh, it's around the Big Sky in women's hoops, but around the Big Sky in all Big Sky hoops right now. A couple more for you. Uh, first of all, for the Grizz, a terrible start to conference play. They got smacked at Weaver, but to their credit, they bounced back and get a win in Pocatello. Not sure how good Idaho State is, but you can't just go roll over after you get smacked at the Purple Palace and, and go 0-2 on the road trip. I do think the Grizz have a chance to be good because they do have sort of roster continuity. They have some familiar faces led by Anand Moody, Brandon Whitney, and then Money Williams has been an outstanding addition. He is certainly one of the most talented freshmen that this coaching staff has ever brought in, but he got hurt and he's out indefinitely and nobody really knows the status of what he is moving forward. He is such an impact player, so we'll see if the Grizz have to adjust without him. But uh, the Grizz, man, they're just... It's it's uh, it continues to be up and down from a, an offensive standpoint, but I do think they have potential to be very good. They do, and if if Brandon Whitney plays the way that he did against Idaho State, I mean, he had twenty points, nine assists, and seven rebounds in thirty nine minutes. Coulter, I mean, that's that's incredible right there. And I do think that Tejon Sawyer also played really well. He gave him seventeen points. I mean, I think that there's a couple keys that have to fall in place for this Grizz team to experience success. And it, you know, Money Williams, that's a big one. And I, I, I just think that uh, they have a lot of growth that needs to happen in this conference race. For other big sky and women's hoops, Krista Redpath in studio with us. Did some men's hoops today, too, because we got a bunch of catching up to do. It's presented by Metal. Metal is your uh, full-service photography and marketing agency located here in Missoula. Follow them on Instagram, at Metal Photography. If you're following us on Instagram, on our ESPN Instagram or uh, on our Skyline Sports Instagram, the photos of Krista and I from this studio are by Brooke Redpath, her sister-in-law, who also runs Metal, and uh, they do a great job. So um, if you need anything from uh, elopements, senior sessions, weddings, headshots, sports sessions, anything in between, Metal Photography here uh, in Missoula. We'll keep on talking more specifically about the Women's League right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Hey! He's new on his now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
I was thinking about this earlier. We've never played No Doubt on this show. And I asked for that What today. a tragedy. I asked for it when you asked me this morning. I will say I'm lukewarm on Gwen Stefani post No Doubt. I get the appeal. If you love her, I get it. I just no find some of the though. some of the, like the B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It's not my stuff. But <laughs> those the, their first two albums, yes. though, were unbelievable. Like in the 90s, like 96. How old does it make you feel that that, that album is almost 30 years old? I know. It's crazy. That was a transcendent album, though. I mean, a ska rock punk album with a smoking hot blonde girl as the lead singer. I mean, that like broke people's brains back in 1996. Welcome back. It's around the big sky and women's hoops. The Crystal Red Path here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app around the big sky and women's hoops this week. Our debut episode for the 2024 season brought to you by Metal, Missoula's full-service marketing agency and photography studio, run in part by your sister-in-law, Brooke Redpath. I know she done a ton of stuff for uh, various Hellgate sports teams. It's just amazing that she does, you know, marketing through photography, which she's doing for us, Coulter, with the show. But she's really dominated in the high school scene. I mean, she did Hellgate football, just an incredible senior shoot. Um, She did the dance team, Big Sky Football. And so she's really just found her mark with um, almost like creating a story around these athletes. And it's been great to see her flourish. That's the future of marketing, I'll tell you. content is the key so if people want to get in touch how do they get a hold of uh, metal well the best way to get a hold of her i I actually go follow her on instagram so i think that that is really um the best way um for you to to find her um metal photography is her instagram handle but also hello at metal sms.com is a great email to reach her if you have any inquiries all right let's talk more about uh big sky women's hoops gave you some stuff to look for on the men's side by the way uh, the the Big Sky Summit League Challenge starts tonight. So this is really weird. Everybody in the league opened league play, and now there's non-league games just this week, and then we're back into league play next week. Well, and I also had a real lengthy conversation with John Casper today, the Senior Associate Commissioner of Championships. Great friend of the show. <laughs> great friend of the show. The Big Sky Conference is our friend. And he just said, Krista, it is so challenging to find a time to have this Big Sky totally. Summit challenge because he's like for some schools December is a train wreck because they've got to have home games because you got finals you got a lot of things you're scheduling yep. around and so this was the only time they could actually fit this in and so I think nine of the ten teams in the conferences all have two games one home one away right. and I thought it was really fascinating to hear John explain the reasoning and to get these these teams specifically on the men's side home games Yes. Home D1 games. No doubt. I mean, like, for example, tonight, Oral Roberts is in Bozeman. Yes. Oral Roberts went to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. So, I mean, that's a that's a reputable game. I mean, they're, they're a 30-win program two out of the last three years. They're not coming up from Tulsa, Oklahoma to play a non-conference game against Montana State unless it's for something like this. So that that's kind of what the 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 motivation here is. Right, I think so, and I think I I like where they're going with it. I do think it stops and starts, and also you know some of the coaches there's some grumbling because as soon as they have control taken away from them, <laughs> they don't right. necessarily like it. I mean, that's I right. listened to a few of them. Ah, it's travel's expensive, but I do think that it's it's a really good way that the conference is going to advocate for these teams and just trying to make sure that they get home D one opponents. 
Top contenders in the Big Sky at women's hoops. There's a variety of them. The three defending champions are Northern Arizona, Sac State, and Montana State. I do think that all three of those teams will be in the mix, but the preseason league favorite in terms of the polls was Eastern Washington. They return a bunch here in Jody Gleason's third season, and uh, they are, uh, they've are they lived up to it so far. They already have 10 wins. Well, I absolutely love Ali Alexander. I mean, from You've the moment been on her she, I've, I've been on her from the beginning. beginning. In yep. fact, I, got, I just think she, from the day she stepped on campus at Eastern Washington, under Wendy Schuler. Yeah, totally. Okay, that's I think that's where it goes back to the recruiting. Um, she's had, you know, she's come back from an injury. Um, she's Big Sky Player of the Week this last week with like yep. 44 points in two games. But I think she's just an athletic, agile guard. But Jamie Loetta, Jacinda Buckley, Jadia Martin, Jaleesa Lawrence, and Millie Knowles. Coulter, they have six players that could rotate and anyone could start within that group. And they're all similar. They all can score. They're long in length. Um, they create a lot of mismatch problems. It's it's just they have a roster this year. They for, have a squad. For Northern Arizona, it's a fascinating dynamic because when Lori Payne first got there, it was a complete overhaul rebuild because NAU was completely down. Then, bottom. Rock bottom. <laughs> rock bottom. <laughs> then they became sort of the up-and-coming team. Oh, nobody really wants to play NAU. They're a pretty tough matchup. You know, what can they make any noise? Now... We know the system. She's got, you know, six or seven seasons under her belt, so they know exactly what they're doing. It's a really fun system. They get up and down. They play a lot of gals. Um, so even though they lose, who I, I to me, my biggest X factor, I loved I loved Darian White. I loved watching, you know, a variety of the different players. But my favorite player in the league the last couple of years has been Regan Skin. Oh, Skink was incredible. She's incredible. She's- she does everything. And uh, they lose her, but... As we mentioned in the last segment, they have a couple reinforcements coming in. They still have a lot of reputable players back as well. They do. They return Emily Rodabaugh and the Moran sisters, the Moran twins, um, Olivia and Naya. They have Leah Beattie and Grace Beasley and also Sophie Glancy, who the freshman last year came in. She was dynamite. She She dominated in Missoula. She really did. And she's the leading scorer right now. And so right now for NAU, I also think that they have six players that could really rotate through out of that mix. And I think if you have six solid players, which I'm seeing a trend between Eastern and NAU and Montana, when we get to talking about the Lady Grizz, that it doesn't have a fall off at all. And and we talk about depth a lot, Coulter. I mean, we've seen teams with depth. They have to find their identity as conference progresses, but these teams have found it early and they've had some success. NAU knocked off Texas Tech in a closed door game before they even like... Had season. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that on the air. I could probably get in trouble for that. Um, but <laughs> Everybody I mean, has just, secret scrimmages. It's okay. Yeah, but I mean, they just have done some things this year that I think have been impressive. Um, four great wins um, in, in non-conference. Um, some good road wins. I just think NAU is going to be in the mix. Lady Grizz are in Missoula tonight, so we're actually going to save that for after the break because we're going to hash that out uh, and sort of preview this game against South Dakota. I'm going to go down. Crystal might make it down depending on uh, how the the uh, boys' schedules go. It's uh, hard being a mom. Uh, but Chris Redpath in studio with us, by the way, here. It's around the Big Sky Women's Hoops presented by Metal. Let's talk uh, Portland State for a moment because they had a, uh, a disastrous year one under Chelsea Gregg with so many things not in their control. They hardly were able to practice because of all the, the COVID regulations in Oregon. It, it, it was as difficult of a season because of circumstances as you could have. Well, then they took a huge jump last year to get up to seventh, and then they made it to the semifinals of the Big Sky Tournament. What's the next step now for Portland State? Well, I look at Chelsea Gregg just two years ago. She was 0-20. And look at these kids all stayed. Coulter, she has totally. buy-in. 
I absolutely love her. I think she she's is. She's awesome. She is getting it done at Portland State, and she's got the front, like Esmeralda Morales running it, but she's got Remo Ogale, um, Mia Ohila. <laughs> Their names are just difficult to pronounce. Um, Aaliyah Fitzgerald, obviously, and I think that they've just got some players as well. They'll be in the mix. I think where they've struggled is putting together four quarters of basketball. Yeah. And that's something that's they're going to have to, you know, they had an up and down. Um, they're five and seven right now, and they've had an up and down non-conference. Um, but again, these these guys have played together now. So we're talking that they're juniors. And so this could be the year that they put it together. They do have a really great ad in Lana Wanger, which is 6'4". And you know Chelsea Gregg likes to play that zone, yes. the 2-3 zone. She's, it comes from Lynn Kennedy. That's just the way it is. Yep. And I think that if they have a big, good inside presence, they, they do better. No doubt. And, and that's another part of a system where you can recruit to it and you continue to cultivate it and you continue to get better as a program. One player running. I forgot to mention is Cinco McCartney, which yes, I think right. last year she's out good. right now, but she's a good player and she's also an X factor in this group. Uh, last one I'll ask you about, and then we'll take a break. We'll talk Lady Grizz headed into this game against South Dakota. It's Montana State. On one side, you lose two of the great players in the history of the program. I mean, I, I think Darian White's, uh, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of, of Bobcat women's basketball, to be sure. And Cola Badbear was an excellent player there as well. Both those young ladies decided to take grad transfers years elsewhere. Darren White's having a great year at Nebraska. Cola Badbear's having a great year at Montana State Building. So they're both thriving uh, in their first uh, years away from the MSU program. But one gal that decided to stay was the third uh, p- player in that sort of freshman uh, trio that contributed to a Big Sky title and then was seniors last year. And uh, she's Madison Hall now, Madison Jackson previously. She got married this Maddie last Jack. summer. And uh, it's so funny, I was reading Tom Schultz's uh, release after they beat Idaho State, and it was talking about her hitting the game-winning jumper as Madison Hall. I was like, how am I so out to lunch? Who's Madison Hall? Yeah, right. I was like, who is this, married fi- names. this fifth-year senior <laughs> that they're talking about? Who, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Madison it Jackson. It's a sweet play. It was a sweet play, and she's a sweet player. And I thought Trisha Binford's evaluation of her, I can't remember which news channel had it, but they had a quote from Coach Ben that said, Madison Jackson is the best player in terms of knowing her strengths and weaknesses and then fitting into that. Only doing what you're good at and not doing what you're not good at. Trisha Benford said she's ever coached. I thought that was a great compliment for a player. That then leads into what I think is the, the most interesting question about the Montana State women. They lose a bunch of talent, but they have the, the longest uh, run of winning tradition of any program in the league because they have such continuity with their head coach and Coach Benford. <laughs> Does that winning mentality carry over? As Coach Ben said the other night after the Weber State game, she said, we got a bunch of gals on our team that have a bunch of rings on their fingers already. So we know how to win. So can can that can some of these girls like Madison Jackson, Madison Hall, rather, Caitlin Lamar, can they rise up and, and sort of become those stars? I think so. I think it was a real tough whammy to lose Lexi Deaton. Um, no she doubt. had an ACL injury. I mean, she was, you know, you talk about players that should have been on the preseason nod for. I mean, I voted her as preseason MVP. Oh, you did? I really wow. did. I know the That's curse. That's great. Big shout out to Lexi, who I think is just, she was just coming on so strong. And that was a, a complete whammy for Montana State to lose her. Brutal. Because um, you look at that and she she represented so much of that inside presence. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to have to fight and claw their way back in. I mean, you got a Natalie Picton, which is a freshman guard um, that Coach Benford's starting over with. But 19 years she's put in, Coulter. She's our most veteran coach in the league. She knows what she's doing. And we got Taylor Jansen. You got Caitlin Lamardo. Um, you got Madison Hall. 
Um, so I think you do have some players that Mara Dykstra, have, Mara Dykstra has a chance that, to take that, a big that step. That you've got minutes, but again, I think putting together four quarters of basketball, they're going to have some bumps here and there as they try to fill these roles. Because let's face it, Darian White was getting a lot of minutes. Cola Badbear was that's getting right. a lot of that's minutes. That's right. That's right. But the, I think that the the, uh, the the light at the end of the tunnel for Montana State is that. Because Coach Binford's been there for so long, they've done this before. Right. Like once upon a time, people were asking, well, how do you replace Peyton Ferris and Jasmine Hamas and Alexa Dawkins and, and Lindsey Stockton? Well, then they got, you know, Fallon Frigi and Oliana Squires yeah, and, and that and whole now they've group. got Brooke Berry, who I also think is going to be totally. another one coming in. But they, they basically had some great they, – they had a real close game to, with BYU. They beat New Mexico. They beat North Texas. Yep. So they've shown some moments where they've looked – like a championship contending team. I think that they'll be right there at the end. Another team I think is going to be right there at the end is the Montana Lady Grizz. We will hash out what we've seen from the Lady Grizz so far and give you a preview of what is a primetime matchup tonight. I don't know if people understand this. South Dakota, the University of South Dakota women's basketball team, they were in the Elite Eight a couple (laughs) years ago. I mean, this is like a perennial NCAA tournament team. We will preview that and give you more Lady Grizz talk around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops presented by Metal with Chris Redpath right after this. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. gone through trials and tribulations, but is back on the other side, and he is on the call for the FCS National Championship game on the radio for the national broadcast on Westwood One, so uh, stay tuned uh, for that. should be a fun conversation with him. We'll break down all things Montana versus South Dakota State as we close in now uh, about four days away from the FCS National Title game down there uh, in Frisco, Texas, but before that, a couple more things to get to. First of all, it's a Wednesday. That means it's a Wing It Wednesday. We're going to go quickest to the draw. We got a dozen wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. Caller number one, dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We might even have some bonus wings tomorrow because we'll have our normal Grizz hockey interview. But call right now, 406-888-1029. Also, if you'd like to enter in, we're in the midst of around the big sky uh, in in uh, both women's and men's hoops for today's episode, Crystal Redpath in studio with me. We'll be giving you, for the, uh, I think, third or I guess fourth year in a row now, a chance to go to Boise for the Big Sky Conference Basketball Tournament. We got a hotel. We got all-access passes for you. So if you'd like to enter in that, we're going to be doing this giveaway all year. So there's, this isn't quickest to the draw. This is just get your name into the hat. We have 10 weeks of this segment coming up, leading up to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise this year. But if you want to go to Boise, text us on any of our platforms. 406-888-1029 will work. You can also hit us up on Instagram, our 1029 Instagram, our Crystal Redpath Instagram, our Skyline Sports Instagram, any of that stuff. You can hit us up on Facebook, our ESPN Missoula Facebook, any of the places you can message us. Let us know. The Big Sky in Boise, tell us and we'll get you entered in. Our Big Sky in Boise uh, giveaway is presented proudly by the Big Sky Cowards as well as our great friends at Vertical Race. Pete Hamill was a great contributor on this show during football season. We had our Vertical Race Player of the Week each week. Our Vertical Race Player of the Year this year, Kellen Harrison, he actually just was named the Gatorade Player of the Year. So we got that one right. The Gatorade people thought we uh, we nailed that one as well. But Vertical Race is an awesome online fundraising platform for any organization out there. They have a high priority on high school and club sports, but they can also help you if you're a nonprofit or um, 
They, they help with like firemen and police fundraisers, all sorts. Anything it's just you need, streamlined. It's very right, streamlined. Very streamlined. Anything you need to raise funds for, uh, Vertical Raise can help you out. Uh, so appreciate Pete for his continued support. Uh, Big Sky in Boise, text us or message us on any of our various social media platforms. For the first time in nearly a month, Grizz Basketball back in Missoula. Join Montana, uh, the Montana men on Saturday night as the Grizzlies host the University of South Dakota and honor the life and legacy of the late Anthony Johnson. The Grizz will celebrate Johnson's life with pregame ceremony and multiple in-game videos. Montana has won six of their past seven games as the uh, calendar turns. Grizz Basketball versus South Dakota. Saturday night, 7 p.m. Get your tickets today at grizz.com backslash tickets. On that note... The Lady Grizz play South Dakota tonight, Ooh, so th- this is a uh, this is a good one in this Big Sky Summit League Challenge. South Dakota is uh, impressive; their program resume very, very impressive. But let's talk about the Lady Grizz for a moment. They return a bunch; they also added a bunch. Where are we at this team? They've won eight out of nine. They have. I mean, I look at them. They came in with an eight and three. You know, they're eight and three right now. They had a really nice stretch of non-conference games. I think you look at early. They had. Gonzaga and Washington State at home. I think if you are the Lady Grizz, you'd like to have had those games maybe in December because no it's just tough to have them so early on. Um, but Coulter, I look at the fact that they had bounce back situations. They had a great bounce back win um, against Grand Canyon. They had a solid win against um, Loyola Marymount. Um, and then I think that three game streak before conference where they run three games on the road just to me really showed um, a lot of grit to go on the road and win like that. So they were riding a five-game winning streak and swept the first two games in conference. They looked good. They have multiple weapons. Maggie Espinmiller-McGraw and MJ Bruno, huge adds to this program, huge. Maggie Espinmiller-McGraw is uh, so unbelievably smooth, and you can tell her, her basketball IQ is just through the roof because... She never looks like she's going fast anywhere, but she's going by people. She's a sweet shooter. She makes the right pass. I mean, she's she's an impressive player. Well, there's just so many offensive weapons for this Lady Grizz I mean, they, team. They, right? they have so much firepower. They really do, and, and she does think scoring, and you've got to have that mentality. I mean, being someone, Coulter, who never passed up a shot in my career, <laughs> if I, I never met a shot I didn't like, but I do think Maggie Espin Miller-McGraw brings that. I do think that you look at you know losing Libby Stump, that's such a whammy, anyone who blows their knee, yeah. um, but having a Gina Markson, who now I feel her play is elevated. You know, she took time off and then you know transferred into Montana. Last year, she looked a little unsettled, this year, she's jiving. And I'm telling you, between her and Matt Koning, they make up a 40-minute player, and they're averaging, the two of them, 20 points together per game. That's really tough when you bring someone off the bench like a Gina Markson, and you don't see any fall-off at all with taking Matt Koning out of the game. This team's going to be able to score with everybody. They're going to create so many open shots. When they have mismatches across the board, they're going to light it up like they did against Weber State. I mean, they scored 87 points against Weber. To me, the number one factor, and this is what I'm going to be watching tonight, it's going to be what I'm going to be watching throughout the year. I know I sound like a broken record on this, but it comes all down to defensive communication. Can you guys figure out how to communicate on ball screens? Can you figure out what you're doing defensively? They're going to be able to score with anybody, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty come postseason time, they're going to have to get some stops. And leading the charge would be Danny Barch. No I doubt. mean, that's the girl who gets the hustle play. I do think that I look at her and MJ Bruno as X-factors. They're doing a lot of the dirty work out there. They're all over the glass. This Lady Grizz team is all 
over the boards. And I look at those utility players that come in, although I think Danny could shoot every time. She's got a great shot. She's a great player. Um, but she is that player that I feel like can get that defensive momentum to create offensive opportunities. But I do think that, yeah, you're going to have to see them get stops this year. But offensively, they're clicking. Hot take. Danny Barsh is the most important player in the Big Sky Conference. I, I think that she has the potential to be the biggest difference maker in the entire league because I think she is truly the only player that can be a stretch four who can hit threes but also bang in the paint. I think she's the best on-ball and rim protector in the league. I think she's the most natural rebounder in the conference. Um, th- wow, I love it. I absolutely love Danny. I mean, I think the Lady Grizz out-rebounded Weber and Idaho State like by major, like 43-30 to 30 and 37-25. to 25. Danny Barch led that. Yep. And so she is the player that is getting those plays. And so, Coulter, I love to hear that. Danny's just a phenomenal player and kid. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, we'll be back at it next week with Chris Redpath. Thanks to our great sponsor this week, Metal. Tired of the same images or looking for images with spirit, fortitude, tenacity, moral fiber, resolve, backbone, grit, and spunk? Metal is available for all your photography needs. Senior sessions, elopements, weddings, headshots, and sports sessions. Contact Metal Photography at hello at metalmssms.com or you can follow them on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way. Metal, that's M-E-T-T-L-E, photography. Go look them up on Instagram. And if you need any and all sort of photo needs for your marketing, give them a call. They're located here uh, in Missoula. Hour one in the books. Hour two, we're keeping it Great Falls-centric. Great Falls CMR, great. NFL first-round draft pick. A man that's been through a lot, but now he's back on the other side, and he's into the media world. Ryan Leaf will join us here on Nuanas Now for our ESPN Roundtable. That's next. Thank you, Krista. Thank you, Coulter. This was great. Excited. I mean, we're all in football mode. Let's be honest. For sure. Um, but hoops is, is, is right there, and I'm looking forward to this season with you. Ryan Leaf on the other side. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.